Welcome to Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com. And it is Denver Sports Tonight on this Thursday night. This parade night in the Mile High City. He's James Merrillat. I'm Will Peterson. We're going to put a nice tidy bow on this. Great day in Denver Nuggets history, their first ever championship parade. James Merrillat, what a day, man. We got to do this show Monday after the Nuggets won the title. Now we get to do it Thursday uh, during the parade, or I guess Tuesday. They won the title Monday. I don't know. All the days blend together. But guess what? We're celebrating once again, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back down there. I was standing in the exact same spot today. That I was, it uh, wasn't quite a year ago because the seasons were off a little bit, but that I was a year ago for the Avs parade. And, man, it was it was fantastic. And, you know, you're hearing numbers now where they're saying it was 750,000 people. I tried to tell everybody it was going to be bigger than the Avs parade. This is a basketball town. It's a Nuggets town. It's a fan base that, you know, had maybe been a little dormant over the years because this team had been really, really bad at, at, at points. And, um, they were ready to celebrate, ready to explode, and it was awesome. It was a great atmosphere down there. You know, it, it's it's people from all over the city, north, south, east, west, you name it. Um, it was really, really cool. We saw a lot of great listeners down there and talked to them. Um, I, I just can't think of anything, at least from my experience. I know there's been some news that's come out after the uh, after the parade and then right at the end of the parade in terms of the, the officer that unfortunately got hit by a fire truck. But my experience and what I saw and just the, the players and the coaches and the fans, it was just a uh, it was a party. Everybody was in a great mood. Weather held out. Could not have been better down there in downtown Denver for me uh, for me today, Will. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we'll give a quick update. I was watching the news and uh – Steve Stager over at Nine News is reporting that they're they're trying to save the officer's leg. Um, it's a limb threatening injury and not a life threatening injury. So obviously that's horrible. That's horrible. Um, but he is going to survive, which is is obviously very good news. And and then there was a, a, a shooting too that wasn't related to the parade. We want to make that clear. Um, it was at 17th and Curtis, but just like what happened during the celebration. DPD is saying it was unrelated. So, yeah, those are two unfortunate incidents that if we don't acknowledge them, then we can't just ignore them. But overall, James, I mean, just a a great day. And I want to hear from the jump because I'm going to give you mine, but I want to hear from the jump if you just had to tell us your favorite part of today. Oh, man. Uh, Well, Jokic's speech was fantastic. Yeah, it was Uh, so good. I I mean, that was great. He just talked about – you know, just taking all the criticism that he's heard over the last 48 hours in terms of, you know, he's not happy enough and just sticking it right back in people's face. So in just the perfect way, right? Like not in a mean spirited way, just in basically saying, I didn't know that I wanted to be here. And now that I've, I've done it, <laughs> this is amazing. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because I can't use the words he used. That was really cool. Michael Malone was fantastic today. I thought he was the Gabe Landeskog of the uh, of the Nuggets parade. Um, just kept taking over the microphone. I think he spoke four or five different times. He was uh, he was hysterical. Um, you know, I, I got a I got a good laugh from our old friend Scott Hastings when he saw my Michael Malone's biggest fan sign. That was that was pretty good. He was up on a fire truck. Yeah, if people want to see that real quick. It's at our uh, DenverSports.com sights and sounds of the parade. That's the first one in there. Was you with your sign? So yeah, <laughs> which was great. It was fun. Uh, people were, you know, in good spirits about it. I'm trying to think as they came by. Well, me, well, hold, hold on, hold on. 
yeah. I asked you for your favorite moment, and you've now given me three, and you're trying to think of a fourth. I'm, I didn't know what the question was going to be. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of it. Sorry I that mean, came out of left field, man. I, want to t- I didn't ask you who your favorite kid is. Well, I'm just trying to. Well, I could, <laughs> depending on the day, I can answer that one pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. There, I, there, nothing happened in front of me at the parade that was that crazy. I guess, it, you know what? I got one for you. It's all the guys that just were running around off the fire trucks with without their shirts, high-fiving people, signing autographs, chugging beers, doing all the rest of that. That's what it was. It was just, it was, you know, millionaires and, you know, basketball stars running around acting like kids. That was cool. That is cool. That How is cool. How about you, Will, now that I've, you know, given you four or five minutes to think about it? <laughs> uh, all right. So I saw a scene at 17th and Broadway. That's where the parade turns, correct? Yeah. Uh, that was really cool because it was the fire truck was stopped with Jamal and Yoko John. It was before the incident. And they were just kind of sitting there. And I'm not joking with you, James. Jamal Murray got probably 100 pieces of Nuggets gear thrown at him by the fans. Jerseys, hats, towels, you name it. People were chucking them to Jamal. And he signed dozens and dozens and dozens of them and threw them back to the fans. And it was like, that's a star point guard just sitting in traffic. Nuggets fans have open season to to throw their throw their jersey in the ring and see if it'll get signed. And he just went Sharpie after Sharpie after Sharpie. And I just thought that told you a lot about Jamal because he could have wandered around the truck, drank his champagne, you know, maybe tried to fire the crowd up a little bit or whatever. And it was like he was at an autograph session at a mall. He signed as many as he could, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great moment. And I think it kind of symbolizes sort of my vibe from from the day, like, Nobody, not a player, not a coach, nobody that I saw from any of the organizations did anything that, that kind of came off as like they were big time in anyone, right? Like, hey, we're the stars. We're up here. Look at us. Like, they just seemed like they were part of the party with the fans, part of the city. They were just involved in it. And I think that's a good example of of, uh, of what I'm talking about. They, there just was none of that like, hey, we're up here. We're cool. Uh, you know. Don't we uh, d- don't we deserve all this adulation? I think they were genuinely moved by the number of people that were there. I think you can anticipate what it's like to you know go down 17th and it's just a, a, a sea of people you come around on Broadway and then you get down to Civic Center Park, which was just packed. And um, I, I don't know that you could ever prepare yourself for that when you haven't been through it before. So yeah, man, that sounds like a uh, a microcosm of kind of the vibe that the the entire Nuggets organization gave off today. Yeah, no doubt. You mentioned Jokic's speech. If people are just getting in their cars, driving home, haven't heard it yet or want to relive it, it's the moment of the day. Here it is, Nikola Jokic. Thank you, thank you, though. Uh, you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I want to stay on parade. This is the best. This one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you, guys. I mean, how can that not put a smile on your face, James? This one's for you guys, but also it is. We got to give a shout out to DMAC. I did it at the end of the drive with him in Orlando, but it was it was his question that sort of prompted this narrative that whatever <laughs> Jokic didn't want to be at the parade, and yeah. he goes up there today and he's like, "I love parades, man." You know, yeah. it, it was just so wholesome and pure. 
Yeah, and if you you know you can find it on Twitter. I, it, it, one of the tweets is embedded in the story that I wrote about it at DenverSports.com. You can hear the whole thing without the bleep. Obviously, we have to bleep it uh, over the air. It was you know there are certain times will when an f bomb is just perfect. That was one of the moments when it's just perfect. Yeah. It was. It like, fit. You know, it wasn't forced at all. It just right. totally fit. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, promote cursing or anything like that. But every once in a while, it's very emphatic. It's one of those words that just kind of adds a lot to it. And, and you just can't get that kind of flavor with, with any other word. And I, I, thought he, I thought he hit it out of the park. It was great. It was fun. I do think his answer to DMAC was mostly him joking around and being fun-loving. Like, I don't really think he was upset that he had to wait for the parade. Of course. I think he was goofing around. But, man, it is funny how that how that took off. And, it, you know, it's just it, it's it's people who don't cover this team, don't know this uh, these guys in this roster and don't quite know how to take it. And they just missed the mark when it came to interpreting Nikola Jokic and a lot of things. That was certainly one. But he was great. Uh, a lot of the speeches were really good. Bruce Brown sold a moment, you know, with uh, him basically saying he wants to come back. So here I am rattling off a list of uh, of, of things that happened again. But it was cool, man. There was a lot of uh, a lot of great a lot of great times, a lot of great moments today. Yeah, we'll get to Bruce Brown in in a few minutes because that was certainly the the newsiest portion of the day, if you can make news at a parade. But to me, when both the head coach and the players say it, we'll we'll dive into it. I do want to share a story with you though that I told Dvac and oh I would. Um, all right, James. So I'm going into the area of Civic Center reserved for the media, and there's a big gate up, and you got to show your credential, whatever. And I'm I'm about to walk in, and this woman stops me, and she says, "Hey, I'm I'm so sorry. Can I talk to you for a second, or something like that?" And I said, "Yeah, what's up?" And she said, um, "Do you know the Nuggets PR guy?" And she gave his name, and and I said, "Yes, of course." And she said, "Okay, well, he's my contact. I'm trying to get into the friends and family section, and he's great." But it's just I he can't find me. I don't you know, I don't know how to get in there. And I'm thinking to myself two things. I said, well, first of all, I just saw the Nuggets PR guy on a fire truck an hour and a half ago having a really good time. So I'm not sure how helpful that's going to be. <laughs> and then second, I turned to her and I said, all right, yeah, let me see what you, what's your name. And she says, Lori. Um, and I said, OK. And she goes, Lori Malone. And I go. Oh, oh, I go, are, are you related to coach? And she goes, yeah, I'm coach's sister. Um, and so I had this moment, James, I'm like, wait a second. Coach's sister absolutely deserves to be up there in the front row, not standing out here outside this chain link fence with me trying to get our way in. Yeah. Um, so I went in and I did my due diligence. I promise. I told Lori I would come right back for her. And I came back like two minutes later and she was gone. So oh. I'm going. No, but, but I think it's a happy ending, James. I'm going to assume she got in. I don't think she the coach's sister was going to give up that easily to to not get in there and get up front where she belonged. I think maybe she's probably just stood there and was like, hey, the tall redheaded kid said he's coming back, and now he's not. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I don't think he's – I think she got in by other means. It was nice of you to offer to help, though. Yeah, but I had that moment when she told me her last name was Malone. I was like, oh, okay, I know who you're related to. It'd be like if you were sitting there and you asked someone, what's your last name? And they go, Jokic. Be like, yeah. oh, I, I yeah. think I can figure out who you're related I to. I think we can get you in here. That that, that shouldn't be a problem. No, that's a, that's a great behind-the-scenes story. Yeah, and I just – just, you know, I saw the Jokic brothers down there, which was cool. Jamal Murray's father. It's, it's these characters, James, that we don't know personally, but you sort of feel like, you know, right? Like, yeah, you, you kind of like you've seen them through the journey and over the years. And it, obviously, we're the most happy for the, the players. But the, the families are a very close second. No doubt. And, and, you know, I thought something that made it 
and this is just a me thing. I don't think this applies to everybody, but for me and my boys, um, we, we were down there and, and look, we, we've been at, we went to the Broncos parade in 2016, February, 2016, went to the abs last year and went to the, the nuggets today. The Broncos parade is cool, but there are so many guys, right? Like it's just a, it's a huge roster and you don't know all of them. The abs parade was really cool, but to some extent, once they're out of their uniforms, I mean, Bo Byram got almost arrested by the police for a reason. They kind of look like, just like normal guys, right? They're not six foot ten. They look like a f- frat bro from Boulder. <laughs> right, exactly. And they wear, you know, enough padding and helmets and stuff that sometimes it's a little bit difficult to recognize them in street clothes. Basketball players, uh, you know exactly what they look like. I mean, they're they're right there in front of you, uh, you know, in a in a tank top and shorts uh, for for twenty games during the playoffs and eighty two in the regular season. So you knew every guy that came by. So every fire truck had some sort of story to it or memory to it or whatever, and that just made it that just made it even cooler because it's like you did have a connection and you had all these characters and you knew, hey, DeAndre Jordan, he came in and played the big three minutes that, that maybe people didn't consider that big, but they were the non-Jokic minutes in game five, and he's, you know, one of the, the veterans and he's kind of the, uh, the cut-up that keeps everybody loose or whatever it was. It was yeah. just like you could identify with the guys and identify the guys differently than you could in a in a football parade or, or a hockey parade. Yeah, you're right. They're super-duper visible, and I just wrote about it at denversports.com, but Christian Brown, I thought he was kind of the star of the show today. He seemed to be yeah. having the most fun, and there is videos, James, of him just taking his WWE title belt, no shirt on, and walking through the bars in downtown Denver within the last hour or two. So well, that's a guy who's like, that's kind of his man of the people moment um, with with Aaron Gordon had on Monday night, right? It's sort of yeah. Brown's like, I'm here, I'm partying, I'm, I'm just going to go to the bars. And these these people, again, it's like Gordon, they get that look in their eyes like, oh, oh, that's him. He plays for the Nuggets because you're right. They all recognize him. It's not an anonymous hockey player who wears a helmet all the time. Right, right. And, and you know, I also would like to think if I was 22 years old and in that position, that's exactly what I would do. Like, lean into the moment, right? Like, how many more times are you going to get to have this day in your life? Maybe zero. In fact, most likely zero. I think this team is going to be good for a number of years. I think they have a great chance of repeating. I think they have a great chance of being a mini dynasty, which is about all you can do in modern-day sports. But there's no guarantee of that. Like, the odds are they probably won't win another one. They hadn't won a championship in 40, well, in 56 years. It drives me nuts when people say 47. But in five, nearly five decades or more than five decades. So it's, it's probably not going to happen again. So lean the heck into it. And I thought Aaron Gordon was awesome on Monday night. Christian Brown is, uh, has been great all day long. It's Jamal Murray driving back through downtown, you know, out the top of a sunroof in an SUV, still waving at people. Heck yeah, man. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the party. That's exactly what you should do. And these guys were, they were famous before, James, right? They are significantly more famous now than they were two months ago. Oh, like, without a doubt. I, maybe not Jokic Murray, but like the Christian Browns of the world. Like he could have walked into a bar two, three months ago and maybe a few people would have known who he is. Now the whole city of Denver knows who you are. Yeah, and I, I mean, I saw Michael Porter Jr. at dinner one night, I don't know, a year or two ago, and you clearly know, like, he's 6'11". He's tall, right? like, yeah. Like, people can tell, hey, that's probably a basketball player, probably a nugget. He's, you know, anytime you see somebody that tall. But nobody made a big deal of it. There wasn't, like, the whispers and certainly nobody coming over to his table and all the rest of that. That would not happen now. 
No, no chance of that happening now. No, it the wouldn't. whole place would be a buzz. He'd probably get a standing ovation. You know, all that stuff. I'm not saying everybody would bother him. I'm sure some would, but he was relatively anonymous that night. There's no way that would happen with certainly any of the top eight guys. Yeah, you know, the, the, the eight that played. Yeah, yeah. None of those guys could go anywhere in this town without being recognized. All right, so I did mention, and you brought it up, that there was actually news at a parade, basketball news, which is kind of fascinating. But you know what? When we thought it was over, Bruce Brown said, it's still not over, and he went to the microphone and said this. I got a, I got a question for y'all. One question, one question, one question. I mean, James, it got loud a, a ton today. I, I'm not joking. That may have been the loudest it got when he said one more year. That crowd erupted after breaking into their Bruce chant right before that. Yeah, and look, it, you know, I think you want to certainly keep the uh, of the eight guys that played most of the minutes in the regular season, I, seven of them you definitely would want to keep, and that would be Bruce Brown and, and, and Christian Brown. I'd like to have Jeff Green back, but I do think that's a spot where those minutes in the postseason next year, they probably need to upgrade and have a better option. And then you start getting deeper of like, okay, well, you also have to have people who are going to play significant minutes off the bench in the regular season because you're not playing Murray and Jokic, you know, 42 minutes every game. Bruce Brown's a big piece of that. So keep the band together. Keep those seven, at least the big seven together. When Jake Shapiro, I know he's going to be on next segment, and I want to hear mostly about the parade, but he can actually explain the Bruce Brown contract situation, which NBA, they, they do so many things right. Their contract and their salary cap and the way all these things work is so overly complicated. We need to have Jake break it down. I know Bruce has a player option that he could just pick up and come back and then that salary is set. But what the other things are, what could happen a year from now, all the rest of that, Jake, uh, Jake's got all that dialed in, so we'll have to get that answer from him. All right, we will certainly ask Jake about that. But this Bruce Brown thing, well, it was kind of random, but maybe not super random because here's what his head coach said just a minute before. I got guys like Bruce Brown. Come here, Bruce. Is Bruce your B going anywhere? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we run the back. I mean, that could be the that could be the liquid talking, James. We know that, but but Malone, you know, heck no, he's not going anywhere. We run this bleep back. Like again, it's hard to make news at a parade, but but we have it on record that the head coach and the player want to run it back. That's easy to say today. It's a little different when you talk to your agent. You're you're leaving millions on the table. But you know what? He's a player option for one more year. Maybe he comes back next year, has another great year, and then he goes and signs his four-year $80 million deal after that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I loved hearing it, and I don't want to rain on the parade. I just think all of us have had that experience in life where, you know, you're out with buddies and the, the drinks are flowing and you all commit to, hey, we're going to go on whatever trip it, it is, right? Hey, we're all going to go to Vegas. We're all going to go to the, the Broncos game in London, whatever. And then you get up the next morning like, we're not really going to go do that, are we? Yeah, we're not, we're not actually going to fly to Vegas today, are we? <laughs> right, right. I think it might be a little one of those. Of, I think they're speaking from their heart. I think that's really what they want to do. But then the reality of the situation comes into it, too. And, you know, your head and your, uh, your your agent's head and everybody else starts getting involved. And it might be a different 
answer, but the first step to it is everybody's heart has to be heading in that direction. That is a really, really good sign. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that is a really good sign because, you know, the, it, the, where there's a will, there's a way. Hopefully they can figure out a way to, to, to at least run it back for one more year. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, look. The, the Nuggets are title favorites for a reason next year. Uh, no one is going to sleep on them anymore, James. That that may have actually, for as much as the whole national media disrespects the Nuggets thing was obnoxious and it was annoying, that may have actually played to their benefit. Next year, like we saw with the Avs, they are, they are no longer uh, the hunters. They are the hunted. Every single game next year for the Nuggets is going to be a big one, particularly when you're on the road, because when you're on the road as the defending champions – yeah, if you're in Milwaukee, everyone everyone's gunning for you and thinking it's a finals preview. But if you're in Charlotte on a Tuesday night, that could be Charlotte's Super Bowl. So yeah. that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tricky um road for them to navigate. And there's plenty of time for us to talk about that down the road. But I did want to mention it today as like, okay, guys, you are now officially on everyone's radar. So the disrespect card was awesome. And I, I applaud Michael Malone for playing it because it propelled them to a title. But that card died basically today. No doubt. And I applaud him for playing it, too. He, the first three rounds, he played that to perfection. I also think it's just a bunch of hooey. Like, you get respect when you win. That's how it works. So if you go through and, like, what? who do they always talk about? I mean, ESPN can't go a day without talking about LeBron James. He's won multiple rings. He's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Like, there's a reason. Like, what? Who's the? what's the team that gets too much attention? I, I just... That they haven't earned, that they haven't won anything, that they haven't been a a championship team or a championship contender. I mean, let's be honest. The Nuggets lost two years ago in the, in the second round, lost last year in the first round in five games. you got to go earn your respect. Yeah, They've but, but, but real, real quick, the Suns, uh, you asked for an example. Mm. The Phoenix Suns have not, okay. won, have not won a title, and but they got they, significantly. Really talking on on get up about the Suns every day? After the Durant trade, they were. I, well, I promise you they were, he's yeah. A, he's an all-time great. He's won rings. Like, He's, it, you don't think Kevin Durant has earned the, the being a part of the conversation? Like, I do. So I just think it's kind of one of those things of like, listen, next year, if people aren't talking about the Nuggets when they have won it, then we have something to complain about. When you haven't accomplished anything, you can't complain. You got to go earn it, and you got to put yourself in, in that conversation and in that discussion and on the same plane as those other teams, now they're there. Now we can start complaining. But I just thought the complaint about it before was just nonsensical. You mentioned it, James. we got to give a shout-out to all the great fans, listeners Amazing. to the station, uh, watchers of our digital shows, Coffee Break, Orange and Blue today, that stopped by the Sheridan downtown today because it was awesome. I was on with Stokely and Zach for a couple of segments ton of people came and said hi, and it's just so fun to hear from people who listen to us, who watch the shows. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like I got as many people wanting to talk to me as Stoke and Zach did. You talk about celebrities, James. Yeah. My goodness, I guess Stokely played in the NFL for a long, long time, but Zach, Zach, Zach's pretty darn famous, man. I, I learned that today, so uh, it was, it was a blast. And I just want to say thank you uh, from our hearts to everyone who came out because it was so much fun to see so many people and interact with so many people out there. Yeah, for sure. Sure, and I mean it, it, that took a lot of effort too to, to pull that off and be down there for twelve straight hours. So you know, it's Brian, it's Raj, it's Richie, it's that whole crew, it's all the promotions folks that are down there, absolutely, and, and manning the the tent and doing all that. That is a long day. It's fun and it's cool to be a part of it for sure. But you know, when you start broadcasting at six, 
that means you're there well before 6. And when you're done at 6 p.m., it means you're there well past 6. So kudos to all of those folks because they put in a really long day and help make it uh, very cool for all of us to just get to hang out and you know show up and talk and do all the rest of that. They made it uh, very easy on us, so thank you and kudos to all those guys. Yeah, well said. All right, coming up on the other side, we are going to check in with our digital staff, Jake Shapiro and Rachel Hill. What were their favorite, favorite moments from today? Well, everyone's got a story. Denver's Sports Tonight on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. He's James Merrill. I'm Will Peterson. Pleased to welcome in our good buddy Jake Shapiro from denversports.com. Jake, I went into the break saying it. Everyone has a story. Well, everyone's got a story in life, but everyone's got a story from the parade today. Hit us with yours. What was your uh, favorite moment from all the festivities in downtown Denver as we celebrate the Nuggets winning their first ever championship? Yeah, well, I was really blessed uh, to be in a position I was today by the team, um, our team. I, I was put basically to walk alongside Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray for the entire parade route. And I got to tell you guys, I've been to amazing Colorado Buffalo football games, Broncos games, you know, Rockies games in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure walking next to Jamal and Nikola and the Cronkies as the fans chanted MVP and Murray and cheered as they first saw the, the Larry O'Brien trophy. I think that's the loudest I've ever heard anything outside. Jake, I was uh, on the parade route. I was at 17th in Tremont, and I saw you run by three or four times. So I'm just curious. One, where did you start with the parade? Did you start at Union Station? Did you go all the way to the end, too? And how many steps did you get in today? Okay, I'll open up my health app and answer that while I'm giving you the first part. Um, I walked from where we were broadcasting from, the Sheridan Hotel, all the way to Ball Arena. And uh, first I walked to Union, then I walked up to Ball Arena, and then I walked the entire parade route from Ball Arena to Civic Center, and I was uh, right along the stage. So I I saw everything, guys, and I walked 14,000 steps. That's a good that, number. That I believe, because that is a hike. Like, I parked basically down by Union Station, and just walking up to my spot and walking back was a day. You did that about times three. So, uh, you, you, you cert- I mean, you got to see a lot of cool things today, Jake, but you, you, you certainly earned it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I was chasing uh, for a while Aaron Gordon and Contavious Caldwell-Pope uh, and Michael Malone and then going back to Jamal and Nicola. And KCP, like, low-key kind of underrated nugget guy, just loves the fans. The fans were loving him. He uh, did an amazing at one point, uh, gosh, what's the name of the wrestler? He, he did the, he pumped the two bottles together, smashed them. Stone and Cold them. Steve Austin. Was, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. Stone Cold. He pulled the Stone Cold. That was awesome. Aaron Gordon, any chance he could have to interact with the fans, he was, you know, like high-stepping and just taking pics, signing autographs. People were just begging to interact with these guys. They were throwing shoes at these guys because they wanted autographs. I saw, like, a really old pair of, like, Nike Air Force Ones that were white, that were no longer white. And KCP's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, So that was fun. And just Jamal smashing bottles. And Nicola, I think, for me, will be the lasting image of the day. Uh, we, we wondered if this guy cared. Some people did. I never did. Or if this would mean anything to him or, you know, him showing up to work for a parade. 
I don't think he understood what it meant, uh, a parade, and now I think he does, and how many people truly support this team. He was so happy, guys. The entire time I was, I was within, you know, viewing reach of him, he was just so happy. Uh, his daughter was so happy. His, his family was. It was just really cool to see that guy who's given us so much be so happy. All right, Jake, we'll get you out of here on this. James wants to know about Bruce Brown because that was the the newsiest news of the day uh, that, you know, he says he wants to run it back for one more year. Malone says he's not going anywhere. How much money, realistically, is this guy going to be costing himself if he picks up the player option and stays in Denver? Okay, so next Wednesday, nobody panic, but Bruce Brown will decline his player option, even if he wants to come back. Because if he declines his player option, uh, there's a loophole where he can actually get a 20% raise rather than what he's scheduled to make on that option. So if he wants to come back, he would sign a one-year deal with a one-year option, and it would be about $7.5 million a year. And then after that season, then if the Nuggets wanted him still, they would decline the option and he would sign moving forward into the future. But all that would be guaranteed moving now would be basically a one-year $7.7 million deal, and then if he decided to go to free agency, he could get a max contract, be like a Kyrie Irving type $30 million a year. That's unlikely. There's a little caveat for teams that sign players like Bruce Brown, and it's what the Nuggets used last year. It's called the mid-level exception. And essentially, it's a $10 million a year contract at this level for a non-tax-paying team. It ends up being about $45 million for four seasons, five if there's an option. So you're looking at $45 million guaranteed versus seven. All right, sounds good. Good to know, Jake. Great work today. We will talk to you soon. Appreciate your time. Let's go ahead and bring in Rachel V. Hill now from DenverSports.com, the host of the award-winning Coffee Break. Rachel, I'll hit you with the same question I hit Jake with. What was your favorite moment of the parade? So I have two. I'll start with Michael Malone at the very end, right before he went out on stage. He was sitting in the fire truck all by himself. Everybody else had already gone off. And he was just super emotional, like, wiping tears away from his eyes, just saying, like, we did this. Like, we finally did it. And, of course, people start cheering. And he's like, we did this, everybody. Like, it's not just me. It's a we thing. And then my other one was Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. They stole bikes from some of the cops that were down there that were, like, escorting them. And they were riding them around just like little kids. And they seemed to be having the best of time. And DeAndre hopped off the bike and gave it back to one of the cops. And he was just like, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. And it's just so fun, right? Like, that's. That's just like a parade. It is so much fun. I loved seeing everybody out there out there acting like a little kid, but at the exact same time, it was just like a huge weight had been lifted off a lot of their shoulders, and it was very well-deserved. Yeah, and, and Rachel, a year ago with the Avs parade was really fun, and there were a couple of those moments, like Landy running around, and he got the, the flag, and he had that draped over him, and, 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 and those kind of things. But I did feel like the Nuggets players were a little bit more into it, a little bit more fun-loving, a little bit more wild. Like, they were pretty wild last year, certainly when they got on the stage. Is that just recency bias, or when you, you know, followed the, the parade and kind of saw things throughout, did it just seem like, oh, my gosh, these guys are like a bunch of kids just having a ton of fun? See, I actually have a different, like, experience, maybe because last year the parade got 
stuck essentially. And so they all of the guys hopped off of the uh, fire trucks and they were running. Like all the Avs players, literally every single one was running past me. Nathan McKinnon, I was able to like have a full conversation with him running through the crowd. But besides DeAndre and um, Ish and Jeff Green, like none of them got off the fire truck. So it was a lot of them, but it was also a lot hotter today. So I think they were all just tired and we know that they've been partying pretty much nonstop. So I feel like last year was actually a little bit crazier in my personal opinion, but I know early on too, like they were just going insane. So I feel like Jake probably had a better, a better idea about how the parade actually went. I feel like I got the tired guys at the end. All right. That's interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to rank the parades necessarily. They were both I'm going great. to. The Nuggets was number one. All right. Well, of course, James Merrill. I mean, more people, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Of course, James Merrill is going to rank the parades. <laughs> uh, Rachel, in terms of, in terms of Nikola Jokic, um, you know, I love parades or, or whatever the direct quote was. Do you think we can finally sort of put to bed this ridiculous notion that Jokic doesn't care because he clearly does? I think Jokic has always cared, but I don't think he if he understands that basketball is not the end all be all. Like that's his family, and I think that's okay. I mean, we all we have jobs. Jokic said it. We all have jobs. There's some parts you love, and there's some parts you hate. He doesn't like talking to the media, so he doesn't want to talk to it. That's the part he hates. That's when we get those types of answers. I don't blame it at all. I think he does care. He cares a lot. He lost weight in the off season, so he could be in a little bit better shape. He clearly cares when he's coaching his teammates. Like, he cares. He just doesn't care about the, I don't know, talking to the media and having to do a big, long speech up there in the parade. Like, he doesn't care about those things, but he cares about the game of basketball, and I think that's the only thing we, the media, the fans, should care about. Rachel, I know you were uh, filming things throughout today. You'll put together one of your, uh, you know, your vlogs. You're in the sports office. When can people look for that at uh, denversports.com? Yes, so uh, there's already one that's on social media. I do like a little teaser. Um, It's already out there. You can check out my Twitter, Denver Sports Twitter, uh, and then Instagram as well. And then I'll have a really long version of it tomorrow that kind of shows a little bit more behind the scenes and kind of gives you an idea into what it was like. Um, So, again, you've already got like a little teaser out there today and then a longer one tomorrow. Great stuff, Rachel. I got to tell you, both your Game 5 vlogs, the first one was awesome, don't get me wrong, but the second one, uh, I've I've watched it like three times. It was so good. You did such a great job behind the scenes. Your video work is excellent, so we appreciate it and appreciate your time coming on tonight. And there she goes. She she warned us, 3% on the phone. I think it died right at the end there, Will. She didn't didn't hang up on uh, my compliment? No, I don't think so. I think because we were here in the wind or wherever she was. Yeah, I was like, Rachel, you on the moon? Like, (laughs) did you take a Kronky jet to Serbia? Where are you? I think that thing just uh, crapped out right at the end. Perfect timing. It was great. Great timing. No, it was fun to talk to Jake and Rachel, and you and I shared stories. This will be podcasted at denversports.com a little bit after we're done. Uh, James, we're going to put a bow on this on the other side. We are going to get to the Broncos, too, but 30 seconds or less, man. Uh, A day you'll never forget, and a day that uh, some of us never thought we'd see in our lifetime, and that's that's pretty darn special. No doubt. I did not think I would ever go to a Nuggets parade in my lifetime. It it was as outlandish as saying right now, hey, someday I'm going to go to a Rockies World Series championship parade. That seems impossible. That's always kind of how I felt about the Nuggets. There's a lot of reasons we've talked about it over and over and over again. Today was great. It felt like kind of old Denver and new Denver coming together, old sports fans, new sports fans. It was uh, it was one of those days I'll never forget. I'll put it that way. Well said, my friend. Coming up on the other side, 
we wrap up 13 hours of parade coverage on 104.3 The Fan, and you won't believe it, but the Denver Broncos practice today. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Denver Sports Tonight. Man, what a fun day. Perfect out song here, Todd. Hey, it's just, James, this whole, I mean, this whole run has been a movie, but this whole week has been a movie, man. To win it at home in game five on Monday, which I think I have correct now, that was Monday. Yes. And to throw the parade on Thursday, it, it, things, things couldn't have gone better. You, you couldn't script this any better, James. You could not, and we've had nothing but rain for what feels like months, and it was perfect downtown today. Absolutely perfect. Like, you know, it was a little overcast to start the day, and then when the parade started, the sun came out, but it wasn't blazing hot. Like, it just, everything about it was great. And then we get to wake up tomorrow. It's a Friday, and we're heading into a three-day weekend. I mean, it, it, all is good, right? It is, other than did you did you hear about my little sunscreen incident? Oh, I, I saw it. I was, I was going to... I didn't know if you wanted me to bring it up. Ah, you can bring it up. I don't care. Real quick, just to fill people in, and we will get to the Broncos, you I promise. You look like a mime. Dude, so I obviously, anyone who knows me or has seen a picture of me, I have very fair skin. I'm what I'm what they would call a ginger. Um, yes, yes. Uh, very red hair, very fair skin. <laughs> and we get out there to Civic Center Park waiting for the rally, and that sun was coming out, and I had that moment of, oh, I have sunscreen, but it's in my backpack back at the Sheridan. So... Yeah. I'm kind of desperate, and Jake Shapiro tells me, hey, this woman over there, she has some sunscreen. And he points her out, so I walk over, and I say, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. Can I have some sunscreen? Oh, yeah, sure. And I don't know if this was SPF 200 or what I put on my face, James, but it would not rub in. Like, to the point where, like, every single person that looked at me kind of started laughing. Yeah. And, like, I saw media members that I hadn't seen in a long time, friends from different outlets, different stations. And, hey, what's up, man? And then they all kind of pause, like, <laughs> what's the matter with you? You know, this sunscreen, guys, was so uh, tough, if you will, to yes, rub in. It was, like, thick. That, James, when I got back to the Sheridan before I went on with Stokely and Zach, I went to the bathroom for five minutes and rubbed it off my face because I didn't want to go out in front of all the listeners looking like a mime or whatever you called me. Yeah, so, yeah. no, you, you did. Hey, did you get burned? No. Well, there you go. Mission accomplished. I mean, you know, it, it was it your best look? No. But, you know, in terms of what you needed the sunscreen for, would you have rather looked a little silly today or been dealing with, you know, bright red skin for the next three or four days? Yeah, well, and here's the other thing of that. I don't think of my teeth as pearly, pearly white, but I also don't think of my teeth as particularly yellow. But when I smiled in those photos, it looked like I hadn't brushed my teeth in five years (laughs) because the color of your teeth compared to the sunscreen is like, yeah, yeah, it looks like I need to go see a dentist or something. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that you looked like maybe you were uh, from somewhere just outside of London. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that part. But, yeah, you you definitely had an interesting look going at Civic Center Park. But it was perfect down there. Um, one other quick thing I, with this whole Jokic and the parade and, you know, imagine if the, if you were in the opposite role, right? Like you were an athlete, you went to Serbia, you're playing a professional sport over there. You don't really know. And you hadn't won the championship over there. You don't really know what's supposed to happen and how big a deal it is and what that means to people. Like you would have no idea. No. 
And then once you went out and experienced it, it would be like, yeah, oh, I'm glad I I'm glad I stayed for the parade. This is awesome. So the the, the I, I think a little bit of slack there on just like, well, how would he have any idea what a championship parade was like? He didn't grow up watching the NBA. He didn't see the the Bulls and you know when Steve Kerr's making jokes up there at the at the podium when he hit the game winning shot. Like he's seen none of that, so he has no point of reference. So, man, people need to give him a, give the guy a break. I agree, but I think today sort of. Put all that to rest, right? Sure. He handled it so well. His comment was so good. It's obviously going viral. Um, it, it just, it, ah, it just, it makes me happy, James. Even if I have bad sunscreen on my face, it <laughs> makes me happy. Uh, we will close here with a little bit of Broncos because they did practice today. They moved Sean Payton up to a Zoom call at eight forty-five this morning before the parade. Uh, kudos to the Broncos for sort of knowing their place on the pecking order. Uh, no one is going to come to your practice. Well, I, I shouldn't say no one. Andrew Basin went. A very few dedicated folks yep. went. Yep. But um, obviously the Nuggets were front and center today. But I do want to hit you with this super quick. Kareem Jackson talked today, said, quote, This is no disrespect to any of my other coaches that I've been around, but I haven't been a f- around a football mind like Sean Payton in my career. His attention to detail, the way he's teaching everybody and taking chances on the field to stop things and coach the moments. Kareem's been around the block, James. That had me encouraged. Oh, for sure. For sure. And look, you always hear good things about the new coach. We heard for years great things about whoever, you know, the insert name here for the quarterback, right? But Kareem Jackson is kind of a no-nonsense guy. I like Kareem a lot, and that's part of the reason why. He just sort of, he's a little bit blunt about things. He ain't saying that to pump sunshine. I think that's 100% true. I think it's an attention to detail, a type A personality that they've been missing in that role for since Gary Kubiak retired. And also, Will, today was field day day, and they practiced. Yes, and I no field nobody, day. Nobody thinks that what they do in June matters. I get it, one day in June. But it sends a message. It sets a tone. It's, hey, we were 5-12 and 12 last year. We were terrible, and we haven't had a winning season in forever. We're going to work. We're not, we're not good. We can't just skip a day of practice. I thought that sent a message, and good for Sean Payton. And some of us who you know got called the fun police, Got a little victory lap today. Myself and DMAC atop that list. There you go. I love it. All right. Well, it was a fun show, a fun day. Appreciate everyone coming out and chiming in. And, and James, your little, uh, not rant there, but your closing on the Broncos is a nice segue into us as we shift our focus training camp just six weeks away. For Ty, for James, I'm Will. It's Denver Sports Tonight on The Fan. Thank you. Thank you, though. Uh, you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I want to stay on parade. This is the best.